Hey now, there is so much to discuss, so much going on in this crazy, crazy world. Um, right now I'm currently podcasting and across the yard there's a man who's picking up his dog poop and his dog's poop and I feel very vulnerable, very vulnerable because... You know, this is, it's in, you know, you, you're exposing a lot when you do this. So, everything is good. Everything is good. He, yeah, he threw that, yeah. Morning. Good, how you doing? So, yeah. Just picking up the dog poop. Just picking it. So. No, it's good. Everything's good. Everything's good. I've just been, um. I like to do. I like to do recaps. In my mind, often. I'm always. I always like to track the journey. And I think there's been. There's two journeys for everyone in the global pandemic. There's like the United States journey. Not, okay. United States citizens. There's two main journeys that we generally share. One is the United States journey. And then the other one's the personal journey. And the United States journey. Around March 15th. Everything shut down. And then there was a concern over rations. Like toilet paper and food and everyone was in the supermarket no one knew much about the virus people thought it was you could touch like you could get it from touching things so like everyone was just lysoling everything down it was a frantic standing six feet away um and then it was just locked down very intense where everyone's like what the fuck is going on the courts closed they gave you that sweet unemployment deal, the you know the six hundred Fed on top of whatever you were getting from the state, and um, that applied to freelancers too. So that was kind of a beautiful thing. Um, that was nice. That was nice. Would I want to do that? Would I want to be on a government subsidy forever? <sighs> Probably not. But it was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad life for for a single guy, you know, a single guy. You can do it. Maybe it'd be nice if you got that um, like paid vacation every year, get paid vacation. I guess if you work for a company, you can get paid vacation. But if you're if you don't work for a company, maybe get paid vacation from the government. Such a low such a that's such a like. One of the lowest priorities of things we need in this world. I, I regret even saying that. So then after the um, that initial freak out. Then there was a string of. And of course people are dying and this is very sad. Of course. And then there was a string of murders. Of um, black people. By the United States police. Police officers. State police. Notably, George Floyd, notably Breonna Taylor, but
but many others. And then there was a huge Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of protests, a lot of people taking to the streets, confrontations with cops. So that was a wave. And then after that, after that slowed down, in, in, uh, from what I remember, then it, um, it became about the presidential race. It became about the presidential race. And Joe Biden chose Kamala Harris, former ruthless prosecutor, as the vice president. Um, and she had one day of fame, really like one big moment. The New York Times gave her a page. It was her big moment. And then they kind of moved on from her. And then now we're just kind of moving toward, it feels like there's this calm before the storm. We're moving towards the presidential election. We don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's, everyone's like, you know what, we'll take, we're going to just take the lesser of two undesirable parties. We're hoping Joe Biden just brings a back of like stability, you know, stable, stable, stability. You know, he's not, the broken system allowed Donald Trump to do what he's doing. So no one's expecting Joe Biden to fix the system, but they're just like, just don't act like we missed the status quo. Maybe shit wasn't so bad. Or they just like, they're just like, oh, we need to get Donald Trump out of office and Joe Biden's our best bet to do it at this moment in time. Who knows? So, and then all the while, you know, cases are spiking. People are working from home. People are going to Zoom, Zoom meetings. People are adjusting. People are breaking up. People are getting back together. And that's been the United States journey on the global pandemic in a, in a nutshell, in my mind right now. And that's kind of one hell of a year. That's one hell of a year, and we were all kind of just watching. It was we're all watching the same television show. Some and experiencing it too, but so that's the big journey. And my journey was March fifteenth. I was in Long Beach. I was ready to move across the country. I was like, I'm. It's time to leave LA and go east. Return east. And then the global pandemic hit, and I was like, well, fuck, if I'm going to quarantine, might as well quarantine by the beach, in Long Beach, you know, in my nice little space, and commit to the game. And then when work shut down, the courts shut down, everything shut down, I was like, and I was on the government subsidy, I was like, all right, well, let's see what it's like to be a full-time artist, you know, let's write in the mornings, and paint in the afternoons, and share, share your experience on Instagram as a means to connect. And it was that wave where everyone was reaching out to people they went to high school with or college. You lost touch. Everyone getting together, reconnecting. And that ended. That ended real quick. But it was a nice... It was a nice... um, That was nice. I enjoyed 
I enjoyed reconnecting and seeing how everyone had grown and changed. And it's it's fun to see the progression. It's nice to see the progression. And everyone was connecting and reaching out. And I was, you know, painting and writing and doing, doing, you know, showing off, doing some funny shit. And then I was sitting around thinking, you know, about all the like, like I was, re- I was single and it was like hard being single. I was jealous of people in relationships. I was jealous that they got to go this through this thing with the comfort of another. Of course, that was grass is always greener type thinking recognizing that a lot of people in relationships are like fuck this is terrible I need to get out of this but I didn't know that and so I was thinking and then one day I was just kind of I made like a list a list of like all the like just a sequence of all the different women I had feelings for over my life and I saw one on the list and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I should reach out to her. I never said anything. I never made a move. I never did anything. So, I found her on LinkedIn. And I sent her a message over LinkedIn. And we had a chat. And it was really nice. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that was awesome. It was great talking to her. Hadn't spoke to her or seen her in 10 years. I was like, fuck. This was fun. So then I thought, well, let's FaceTime. So we FaceTimed. And it was it was fun. I was like, fuck. That was great. That was a good FaceTime. So, you know, then I courted. So I did some courting. She was in the Bay Area. I was trying to get out of Los Angeles. I moved my shit out of Los Angeles up to the Bay. Was kicking it in the Bay. Chilled with her for a couple months. Wonderful time. Wonderful time to reconnect with that beautiful city and its nature. And rekindle. Or not rekindle, but explore an old flame. Um, and she was planning to move back to New York and my original plan had to been moved to New York and so I dipped to New York and was in the Harlem area and then she came to New York wasn't feeling wasn't feeling the relationship dumped my ass and then I was looking for a place to live couldn't find it so then I delayed and got a um, sublet in Far Rockaway. And then found a um, an apartment in Brooklyn. So that's been one hell of a fucking journey. And the prop, you know, it's been difficult. The pandemic is not an easy time for anybody. Especially now that the seasons are changing. That's what I'm noticing. I'm noticing that I'm talking to people on the phone because I'm a big, I'm a big phone schmoozer. I love to talk. I love to talk on the phone. I've been talking to people on the phone, and there's a there's a sadness now. There's there's a there's a rekindled sadness. People people were getting stronger over the summer. The summer was a time for strength, 
And now that the seasons are changing, the sadness is returning. Um, but I think overall, I think overall, despite the world being shit and all the people are dying, I think I've pandemicked pretty well. I think I can pandemic well. And that was, and, a, and an attorney told me that. The other day I was speaking to a dear family friend, Gary Ross, who's an attorney. And probably the funniest person I know. He's he is so funny. And he was one of the reasons why I was like, you know what? You can be a funny person and be a lawyer. You can be a funny person and be a lawyer. Because of Gary. And he was like, David, you pandemic well. You pandemic well. Aside from all the people dying, which is terrible. This pandemic, you've done well. You're doing a good job in this pandemic. Because you can be introspective. You're not afraid to be introspective. I agreed, but I think the key to I think the key to pandemicing well is that you have to keep it moving. You know, like I was dra- like I've been drastically moving. You know, I've been I've been you know I've been moving moving from Los Angeles to San Francisco, San Francisco to Harlem, Harlem to Far Rockaway, Far Rockaway. To Brooklyn, you know, I w- like I was in a relationship. So while everyone was suffering, I was in the beginning of courtship, just on a high. Everyone else was very sad, and I was just like having the time of my life. I ran into it when I was in the Bay, and I was courting, and I had nowhere to stay, and I was like spending all this money at a motel. I ran into a friend who was like, yeah, I have an empty apartment in San Francisco. You can stay there for two weeks. Just luck. Just the universe. Having a ball. So that was the high. And then everything in this world evens out. Then I got dumped. So then I went to the low. And then back at the middle. But the the, the key to pandemicing well is you have to maintain the journey. Because it's... um The... Having... Like... When things are on pause, it just forces you to, like, confront your own mortality, which is very depressing. Like, I feel like everyone's feeling the same feeling, like, oh, shit, I'm getting older. You know? Because it's just, it's just you're sitting and there's time. Time is moving and you feel like you're standing still. You don't feel like you're moving with time. And so then everyone starts to get existential and that's a heavy weight. But... You have to just keep it moving, baby, to pandemic well. And then to be introspective, to be introspective is you just have to be able to take a fucking fall, like a punch in the face. That's all um, being introspective is, is like you have to look at the stuff that will really hurt and then you're liberated from the pain. That's kind of what it feels like to bomb at an open mic. Because, you know, I've been doing open mics for... I did it for a year and then the pandemic hit. But, like, basically you just go and you just eat shit. You just eat shit and then you're like, oh, I can I can handle humiliation. Like, this, I can handle the pain. And you go again you just eat shit. You just keep eating shit. And hopefully, hopefully, all that taking spills and falls will turn will turn you into something 
will turn well you'll 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 you know you'll get chiseled out of marble and actually be able to write a setup and a punchline that's the hope so it's been a while so that's the recap that's the pandemic recap it's been a wild wild journey two journeys two journeys in time and it just feels like the calm before the storm it'll be interesting to see what happens in this election we'll we'll just see we'll have to see unrelated news i i think i'm done drinking forever i think i'm done because i had three tequila sodas and a half a bottle of wine on saturday night i went on a fun date and she wanted to get drunk she's an attorney she's an attorney and she has she like she you know she's out negotiating she's out going to court and so that's fun it's fun to talk it's i enjoy connecting about the attorney life it's fun it's it's mental you know cuz i'm into talking i like to talk so we were drinking and hanging out and um i was asking her i asked her i was like what are some what's some key game in your settlement negotiations because she does pi work personal injury or you know workplace harassment or those type of things i said what's what are some what's some game and she says a good negotiating tool is embarrassment it's about people's reputation it's like look if you don't settle if you don't cough up a million or whatever the whole world is going to know that you we're going to go public with this and all this publicity it's they're going to know that you're a pervert at work do you really want that or is it worth a million dollars to just pay that shit off i like that i thought I, that was brutal that was brutal and then another thing we talked about another thing we discussed is she's like oh i love going to court and when i was in california i would go to court in the mornings and i liked it too especially when i was in um long beach the courthouse was like a 20 minute bike ride from where i lived so i would get on i would get all dressed up in my suit but then i'd wear toms you know because i'm counterculture black toms in my suit and i would ride my, my i would ride my road bike to the to the long beach courthouse and i'd always see this judge who is this like who is this like pudgy round asian guy and it was all business like no hello no nothing just literally it was like um a dictatorship like not even a dictator all courthouses are are kingdoms all courthouses are mini dictatorships like no one really checks a judge they're monarchs they're it's monarchs in a democracy but I mean, the appellate court does, but that's later down the line. In time, it's j- literally just the judge. Um, but this, it was always funny. I always just thought it was so funny how impersonal and business-oriented and efficient it was. It was hilarious. I'd go up, I'd say a few things like, hey, like, motion to continue, blah, 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 and then done. In court. In court's like kind of a, well, I, she was like, the the attorney I was back to the date the attorney I was working with not working with 
I was on the date with. She she was like, oh, I love going to court. Oh, I love, especially a federal courthouse. Because federal courthouses are nice. They're, you know, it's a little bit more upscale. A little bit more grandiose. It's like the difference between a Catholic cathedral and a little Presbyterian church. The Presbyterian church would be state court. Catholic cathedral is federal court. And I asked her, I was like, you get turned on in the, in the federal courthouse, right? She's like, yeah. And I was, and I was like, yeah. Me too. Like, everyone gets turned on. Everyone, courthouses make you horny. There's something, there's something very sexual. Criminal courthouses, everyone is super horny. I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's like all the fighting, all the tension, all the trauma. It just makes people want to have sex with each other. It just turns you on. So we had that discussion. It was nice. I enjoyed I enjoyed the date. I enjoyed the date. It's strange. It's strange. Um It's strange to date to move on when you're on the moving on portion after getting dumped and you're and you're dating. The strange thing is like you know, it was such a it was such a it was like I wrapped myself up in the fairy tale of the last relationship like I was really excited about the magic of it like hey there's this girl I knew from kindergarten all the way through high school oh I found her on LinkedIn oh she happens to be single oh she's in our hometown oh we're exploring the nature of hometown it's fucking glorious oh we're both going to the east coast like that was nice that was a nice story and I like stories. I'm a writer. You know, so I got very excited about the whole thing. But, you know, it was a workout. And, like, as anyone should know, like, fairy tales are bullshit. So, and, also, and you're denying a lot of things. If, you, if you're only seeing the magic of a situation, you're not seeing it cl- with clarity. But, but love is intoxicating and I struggle with toxins, you know. I like to, I like to get intoxicated Deeply, a deep intoxication. I can't intoxicate in moderation. It's way more interesting to intoxicate lavishly. It's so interesting. I just seen the cycle of life. I, I, I saw the owner this morning across the way pick up the dog poop, go into the house, and then I just saw the dog go outside and take another shit. And then he looked at me. This dog. This fucking dog. So. So yes. Dating. After. That. It's like. It's more realistic now. It's. It's it's like. It was like. It was a lot of it had to do with the pandemic. And the trauma of the pandemic. And. And. You know. Go. Like. Just being on a crazy journey, moving in transition, but now I'm settled and I'm dating. It's like, oh, it's like a this is like a more real thing. It's a it's a nice hang. It was a fun hang. It was a fun hang, and it's it's terrifying. It's ter- the whole thing is terrifying. Meeting people is terrifying. Being like le- like letting go of control again is terrifying because you get hurt. It's all terrifying, but 
and then again all we want is to feel alive and like when you're scared you feel alive i mean what like so you might as you know that's not a bad feeling so anyway this is a nice date had some good conversations fun time but i had three tequila sodas and a half a glass of wine and i was I've been hung. I was hung over. I did this on Saturday, and I was hung over on Sunday, and I was hung over on Monday. And I ate. I had pasta. I drank water. I mean, it just uh, on the night of drinking. I just think it's. I think it's ending. I think the drinking's ending. Maybe no more than two drinks now is the rule. So it's, I'm getting like very. Um, I'm getting very old. You know, being 29, can't drink anymore. I was talking to my buddy on the phone the other night who used to be a um, a big-time pot smoker, and he ended that, and now he told me, he's like, now I'm drinking. He's like, I love it. I didn't used to drink, but now I'm drinking, and I love it. I was like, that's just amazing. That is amazing because, like, I stopped smoking weed, but I can't drink. So I'm just like a sober guy. Except coffee. Coffee is the drug. But, um, yeah. So it's interesting growing up, growing up in a pandemic. I have a niece who was born in a pandemic. Not born, born before, the couple months before, but she's, her, the beginning of her adolescence, the first year has been in a global pandemic. So... We'll see how that affects her development. I think she'll be fine. She's seen a lot of people. She seems to have a good spirit. And, um, yeah, it's just you got to keep on, uh, keep on moving on. Keep on moving on. I think that is the key to the, to how to pandemic well. You have to keep moving. Short-term goals. Short-term goals. Right now, it's easy for me to do short-term goals because I'm moving all these places. I'm like, I moved to a new city. I'm figuring out a place to live. I'm reorganizing my life. I'm getting over a breakup. You know, like these are all, these are all, it, it keeps you busy. Keeps you in harmony with the movement of time. But, so I just think of short-term goals. And then introspective. Not being afraid to see that you have a lot of darkness in addition to a lot of light. You know, that like you you have a dark side to your personality. And you have a light side. And to be able to look at the dark side, not be in denial of it, is, um, it's relieving. And that's the spiel kiss. That I had a lot to say. I had a lot to say, and I hope it was entertaining, and I hope it's informative. And I hope it's, in some way, it is liberating. In the sense, by me trying to be as authentically myself as possible, it creates space for any listener to feel more authentic in themselves. And that's, and that's the spielkes. That's the story. I've said it all.